Well, welcome to Value Stack Podcast, Mark Goodwin. Hey, welcome, man. man. What's going on? Thanks, thanks so much for having me. What an honor, dude! I spent so much time planning this episode out. I completely forgot what number it is. We got lights here. We've got multi-track recordings. We've got the whole thing. We're we're coming coming fresh. I figured you I would be it. a good person to uh, to start this with, since uh, you also have like an AV uh, AV background. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Uh always happy to uh you know spend some time getting the the technical stuff together I, i'm also you know this is my first run around with my setup too so yeah it's all it's fun fun to have the morning with you figuring out uh getting all together and uh yeah hopefully broadcasting nice and crispy and clear right here i think i think yo listeners if uh if you like the upgrades uh send us some uh some sats on fountain so we can uh yes. reinvest in in some equipment yes. and double down Yes. Um, so take care. Take care of these nice lights and cameras. Yeah, they for, uh, for, the, for the fellow over here. Dude, you know the like the horror of getting a lens and then it uh, it just getting like a scratch or a scuff on it, and it's just like great, it's ruined. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare for sure. Well, uh, I know, like, so I mean, you were in audio and video, but this isn't an audio video podcast. It's a Bitcoin podcast, but I think they, <laughs> you know, what you do at Bitcoin Magazine, sort of is in that realm but before we get into like how you got affiliated with bitcoin magazine which i, I really want to hear like how did you get involved with bitcoin because this is like uh you know everybody's got a different path and, and it's one thing that i really like to ask everyone yeah totally uh well you know like many uh you know my first interaction with it didn't you know didn't stick of course um i thought it was really interesting but uh, so, I, I, you know, I'm in the Bay Area. I've been in, uh, you know, a few weeks ago was like my 10 years in the Bay. And uh, I worked in uh, hospitality and bars and restaurants in San Francisco uh, for like the last like 10 years. And uh, I was working at this bar <clears throat> in like, you know, late 2013, early 2014. And uh, this guy who was a regular at our bar, this guy named Blake, you come in all the time, you know, many, many days a week. And I uh, lived right around the corner um, and would always be there around open time. So like we knew we didn't have like a normal nine to five, but you know, kind of had just super nice dude had kind of had no idea who, who this guy was. And uh, <clears throat> it was a right around the time where uh, the Silk Road went down, mm-hmm. um, which was of course in San Francisco, Ross got arrested. And so actually this guy that was the regular uh, was the gentleman that put up Silk Road 2.0, like, you know, more or less within hours no when Silk Road went down. So he came in one day and was like, oh, man, I just, like, bought a Tesla, which back then that was, like, a rare thing yeah. and cool. And, and cool. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you know, I mean, Teslas are fine, right. but, you know, it, it was, like, it was cool, right? And he was, and I, he was like, and I bought it with Bitcoin, mm. like a bajillion Bitcoins. And um, I was like, oh, what the hell was that? I've never heard of that. So I rode around. He just took me around the block in his Tesla and kind of gave me, like, a very brief... Like, oh, this is what Bitcoin is, blah, blah. Obviously, he didn't mention Silk Road or anything like that. Then a few weeks later, we see this guy get arrested, and we were like, <laughs> you know, in the New York, New York Times, and we were like, oh, my God, that makes total sense. That's like, that guy. <laughs> holy shit. Okay. And then, um, ironically, not that I learned any lessons, I, I, I had actually, the, my only interaction with Bitcoin between that and the start of 2017 was um, I had, like, helped a friend purchase some stuff on one of those websites, right? Mm. I didn't actually do anything myself, but just I was like, oh yeah, I've heard of Bitcoin and, and we kind of did it together. But like, you know, no mixing straight off so, Coinbase, <laughs> just like all the worst things, you know? So, you, so, and then in, your experiences were 
early on uh, helping a friend do some things online and then seeing this guy uh, get arrested and you're like, this is something I want. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to dedicate my life to this. This is, this is what's up. Um, but yeah, just like, I mean, pretty lucky just kind of being in the Bay kind of proximity to a lot of stuff. Yeah, right. And so I ended up starting like, you know, I would do all these events and work for all these like, you know, honestly, blockchain companies, right. <laughs> you know, like Ripple here. Labs okay. and blah, blah, blah. And, blah, blah, blah. and uh, you know, just Bay Area companies, Coinbase, all this shit. And, um, just started picking people's brains and like, and then I began to look for those people that were like Bitcoin, uh, like nomads sort of that were like regulars at bars that, you know, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, just sort of pick your brain and start, you know, then, then started getting all this bullshit and things coming in and the Bay is so crazy with, you know, there's, there's so many different subsects of thought, especially with, with blockchain. Um, and then, yeah, you know, uh, got to go through 2017, which was crazy. I think I have a receipt of the top absolute purchase. I have like a 19750 like Coinbase receipt in 2017, which is like, I'm pretty sure was like exactly oh, yeah. literally, the, like literally the top. Like I within might have a few have minutes, a yeah. Absolutely. I mean, within, uh, you know, 0.1% uh, uh, basically, <laughs> you know. Um I mean, a small amount, right. of course, but still, it's just kind of funny. And then I spent 2018 really learning about, you know, sort of mm -hmm. a, what did I just do kind of thing. Um, and uh, that, and that was my favorite year of Bitcoin. Isn't that something yeah. how we like yeah. put, get into it and then we learn as opposed to like doing yeah. all the work first? I mean, some people, you know, I did a lot of work before I committed any kind of like meaningful money. Sure. But uh, same, same. It, it, is, it is interesting that it's sort of like having skin in the game is the motivation for you learning. Cause you're like, wait, what? Like exactly what you said, Mark, what did I just do? Oh, sh I yeah. better like really be sure I'm convicted with this, uh, with this thesis. Yeah. And then pretty much since I've spent, you know, the last, you know, five years or whatever, trying to like disprove my own yes. thesis basically. And, um, I've disproven a lot over the years and, um, you know, I'm certainly Bitcoin only and, uh, <clears throat> you know, pretty, pretty, pretty strongly don't see a lot of economic reason um, for, for, for pretty much for anything, anything else. else. Re really. Well, I saw you, you on know, McCormick and I know you talked about like on the What Bitcoin Did podcast, you guys talked about Ethereum and that was leading yeah. leading up to the merge here we right. are post merge yeah. I, I i don't know i call it a fork more than more than a merge but right. but the irony is like you know all these mechan like from a technological perspective it is it is inter it, it's impressive that they kind of you know yeah. did this mid flight if you will sure. but uh yeah it worked in, in theory but i mean you've seen the price action and What's so interesting, I think you and Peter talked about that, is like they've engineered this protocol basically for number go up now. Like that's the whole point. It's not about security. It's not about censorship resistance. It's not about decentralization. It's about number go up technology. They're kind of ripping off a of Bitcoin in that way. But the irony is like since the merge, you know, it's supposed to be a 90% reduction. And here we are with like the prices down 40, 40 50%. Right. And, and, and now we have rates that are higher and now you actually earn more in a short a short term rate than you would yielding like mm. USDC or ETH or something, which is 
a very fascinating sort of development, literally a couple of days old. Wow. I didn't think about that because, like, you know, go yeah. back a year ago and you've got BlockFi and all these places offering 8% on your USD coin. Meanwhile, you know, all the savings accounts were literally zero, right? Or, or 0.25. Yeah. Where, or, yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Or negative in some countries. Yeah. Even, and yeah. and now we've got, <laughs> now, now it's like, why go and, like, stick my neck out on all this risk when I can just, like, get this at the bank? And it's like, it, it, the premium, the risk premium has shrunk so much that, or, or increased so much that it's like, you would have to get 30, 40, 50% yield. And then it's like, whoa, what are they doing to generate yeah. that? Right. Like, right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing a research piece right now on kind of the history of rates. And uh, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I think kind of like last year, we all sort of really discovered like monetary supply really matters, <laughs> right? Like, we're like, oh shit, we can't just print you know 40 percent of us dollars or everyone gets that number wrong but you know right. something ridiculous well it changes it's a moving um, target and it depends on right. which like one of 50 different monetary supply metrics you're looking at m1 m2 right. m3 m0 totally mzm but it's not as much a thousand percent and 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 i think that's it, it, it it's it's kind of almost purposely confusing but i but i think the relativity of all of the net purchasing powers of the dollar systems or fiat you know of the the euro system or whatever it's all about the rates and their relation to each other so yeah rates really rule everything around us it's it's kind of interesting i uh it's it, it's been fun to watch the fed like use interest rates i i get not fun i'm sorry i shouldn't say it's fun it's been insane to watch the fed use interest rates as like an act of war basically Dude, they're <laughs> like they're helping yeah, they're playing a the game of chicken and it's like who's gonna flinch first is it the the u.s populace is it the international economy yeah, international international well I, I think on i mean if you look at it, the fed policy as sort of an instrument of war which i know is sort of extreme but also it's 2022 yeah, here on, we are be, we are at war literally right. we just are um and yeah i just uh yeah we're, i mean we've we've completely crushed the euro it's like 97 cents or something now maybe even lower uh, the pound is almost at dollar parity, like literally almost. Wow. It's like a dollar <laughs> cent, a dollar seven or something like that. Like it's it's below a dollar and a dime, which is just crazy. Um, I think it was so, like I mean, the last time I remember like the exchange rate, I want to say it was like one twenty or one thirty, like a dollar thirty per pound, yeah. right? And that was pretty low. Like that was on on the on the lower side, but um, yeah, no, it's I think like I went there in. I want to say like early high school i went to europe once and uh yeah the exchange rate, it was like both the euro and the pound were like killing the dollar when i went and it was like i remember like getting like peanut m&ms or something at like a uh like shakespeare show or some shit and my parents were like you just paid like eight dollars for like a bag of m&ms <laughs> i was like oh holy shit wow exchange rate um and then i was just there doing mccormick and literally, I like bought like a sandwich, a side, and a drink, like a like a soda or whatever. And uh, I gave the guy like five quid, and he like gave me change back. And I was like, "How is this possibly le-? like? I live in San Francisco. It's like that's like a twenty five dollar thing." Right. And 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 so he gave me change back, and I was like, "I'm not taking." I was like, "Keep the change." And he was like, "That's too much, too much." I was like, "What are you guys talking about? Like five dollars for like a meal and a too much of a tip is." like insane um it's yeah really it's like that in 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 colorado too like the inflation is getting out of control 
Like, yeah. you know, I've seen, I think I've talked about this on the podcast like a couple episodes ago, where a year, I mean, I, a chicken is like a lean protein. I eat a lot of chicken and yeah, it was a, it's been a dollar ninety nine a pound in Colorado at the same grocery store since I moved here five yeah. years ago. And I want to say in like January or February, it went to two forty nine, and then like a couple weeks later, it jumped to two fifty nine, and then it went to two ninety nine, and then lo and behold, three thirty nine a pound. Maybe it's three forty nine. Like, uh, I just got so flustered. I was like, threw my hands up in the air, and I was like, "Don't you see what's happening, people?" Like, <laughs> yeah. You know that guy in the grocery store. So <laughs> yeah. the rates. The rates. The rates, <laughs> the monetary supply. Don't you see? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, man. But that's a real. I, I that. <laughs> I know it's obviously like a funny image, but man, like there is a lot of those vibes these yeah. days where it's just like, don't you guys see that? Like, it's very clear to me where this is just like sort of coming from. Uh, it's very directly coming downstream from economic policy, really, and uh, yeah, it's. It's, it can be difficult in these times, I think, I, you know, like, I, I think Bitcoiners are so like head sure and headstrong about, you know, this is the right answer and these are the right philosophies and all that. And I think in many ways we're incredibly right. Um, there's obviously some, you know, things we'll be wrong about, but, but like the, the, like disposition or rather the, uh, like, yeah, just the, the, the disproportion of, of way we think to the world right now is very uh <laughs> it can be difficult for sure yeah I, I i do find that kind of like overconfidence in the bitcoin community and i mean it requires it almost i think because yeah i mean you've got the whole world spewing fud against you telling you you're crazy and then you know at least as of the last year you've got the price action confirming you know what what you may be wondering in the back of your mind like am i am i like do i have all of the information to be this confident about it, right? Like, and so it really does test your conviction. And what I'm, what I'm, and I hear you talking like a lot, a lot about the like economic side. And so I'm, I'm curious, like coming from the like more AV side, like media, like you work for a, you know, Bitcoin magazine, which is, you know, media. And uh, yeah. I've heard you write some songs about Bitcoin and see them on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, coming from that side, like, did you come to the Bitcoin community or, you know, did you come here for the store of value or, like, did it morph into that or, or, or was it something else entirely given, like, how your introduction was? Um, man, I, I mean, so many things, really, but I guess just, like, you know, I, I was in actually probably one of the better possible, like, service positions you could be in like as a working class person, like making really good money in a cash forward place. You know, I could walk with cash every night mm -hmm. at a, a very popular bar that had, you know, uh, you know, in a very rich Texas. It was like a, a high end sl sloshing around. A high end. Bar. Yeah, like a high end, high end cocktail bar. Okay. And um, uh, called Trick Dog in San Francisco, um, kind of famous in, in, in some ways. And um, I, you know, we were all struggling. It was like we were all doing so well. And yet, uh, you know, it was so hard to like live and save money and be able to travel and do this and just kind of like so many people that were college educated, incredibly smart in service industry to, uh, you know, to keep like an art activity on the side mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, trying to, a lot of people get into service to try to balance that life, like, which is kind of why I got into it in the first place. And then, it, you know, just 
because of how hard it is economically, it's like you just end up not doing any of the art or doing any of the other stuff that you get to. And it really was downstream from us having to work so much. And um, I was doing a lot of art production and doing art shows and stuff and um, was just kind of noticing that, you know, like being an artist these days really is like running a small business. It's running a business. It always has been, but like the industry doesn't like come and take the talent and like take care of all that stuff for you anymore. Like the, the, there's just no money in the margins anymore for like labels and, you know, collectives to kind of do that kind of stuff. So I started actually getting into like education side of Bitcoin via that. So I was doing this project called the Art Bank. Um, oh yeah, we had a lightning like channel art. for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> did, we did, we did, we did, and it's back up. It's running. Um, but uh, oh yeah, I was doing like um, economic literacy, um, sort of like for artists, um, and it was uh, I was doing it, you know, in, in like 2020 um, when everything shut down, mm. and all my friends that were bartenders and artists, which was like my core group. They all lost their ability to make money performing or to bartend. So we started doing like streams um, and doing like online stuff and getting artists on and trying to like, you know, pay them, yeah. give them a give them a platform. Um, <clears throat> and so like the writing side um, kind of came out of that. Um, I did like an, an anonymous podcast on 4chan, a Bitcoin podcast. <laughs> I did uh, just a lot of writing. I basically wrote a book um of just you know rambling kind of about about stuff um and then uh yeah so that was sort of where i like started to like okay i should if i if i'm gonna suggest to people that i care about that i know are in a somewhat of a difficult situation to look into bitcoin i should really know what i'm talking about so then i like built out a 101 and i did like uh, a lot of consulting and like i would like <clears throat> you know a lot of friends parents and stuff and um both my both my mom and dad are their uh, CPAs. They run like a, a little accounting firm together. And so I would do like some consulting for their clients and their friends and whatever. I probably did like about like a hundred, like one ones you know, this like hour and a half with slide presentation kind of a hundred. And so I just lot, sort man. of, yeah, I mean, I would just do it whenever anybody wanted to. And that was what, 2018, 2019? That was 2020 through, through, the start oh, of this okay. year when I started working during the yeah. pandemic, right? People, yeah, that's when yeah. people started to ask the heart, the the questions, right? Like, wait, oh, yeah. what is money? Why, totally. why did, why did we all get checks in the mail? Right now, it's like, why? It's never. Where did the money come from to forgive the debt, the student debt? Like, it's never been an easier time, I think, to orange pill people in that it's just like, you just like pull the curtain. Yep. <laughs> you just like look out the window. Right. Every single reason, uh, this is why this is a uh, better and a more ideal money. Um, so yeah, it really just kind of came out of that. Um, yeah, AV stuff, you know, I love music, I love production. Um, I ended up uh, going back to school um, in like 2018 uh, for electrical engineering via like music production. Um, which is kind of funny, like on like the first day of class, one of my teachers like put up like an ASIC chip and was like, oh, look, you know, this is a Bitcoin mining chip or whatever. And I went up and asked him, I was like, oh, are you into Bitcoin? And he like would not talk to me about it. <laughs> just kind of funny. I was like, why would you tease oh, me Oh, he's like got that? good OPSEC, dude. 100%. 100%. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're like a Bay Area electronics professor. Uh, you probably knew about Bitcoin in like 2012 or something, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 it's like, yeah, exactly. So, um, so I went back to electrical engineering, um, and then, yeah, that was just uh, learning about the fundamentals of of um, 
electricity really like connected the Bitcoin mm. ephemeral shit okay. to the real world. And that sort of just clicked everything. And then, um, yeah, I started going to Bay Area Bitcoiner meetups. Um, they restarted after the shutdown and got to know like CK and um, uh, P and Q and, you know, a couple other Bitcoin magazine folks um, just through going there. And then I just wrote a piece called the Bitcoin dollar. And then they kind of just snuck, swooped me up there and like brought me on some podcasts and spaces and stuff and asked me to write for them. And then, um, yeah, maybe like four months later or something, they had me come on full time. So incredibly thankful. It's been, it's been a wild journey. It's been really fun. Did you, did you go back to like bartending or or like the service industry after the pandemic or was that enough to be like, you know what, Uh, I'm, I'm done. I'm going in a different direction yeah so i actually i had my like last day bartending on new year's eve going into 2020 um i was doing this project the pin project and had all these dates set up mm-hmm. um for like tours to do that across the country I was working with these like big liquor companies and then they all obviously had to shut everything down everything got canceled it was all freelance stuff so i had no sort of backup plan you know kind of like my goal for that year was um just sort of taken away from me and uh actually i had a buddy who opened a cafe um that was like six blocks from my house uh in the middle of bayview in san francisco and he lived like way the hell out in the east bay um and he opened it you know right when everything shut down so i actually ended up working like during the whole like I, we never shut down like i mean maybe we did for a few weeks or something um but i ended up working through like you know maybe the first like nine months or something of it all at like a cafe um just in the mornings i would just it was just like kind of gave me something to do you know right, right like i wasn't really working for money it was it was sort of just like to help my friend and to have like an outlet and to get out um, like we were trapped in our yeah. freaking houses for so long it's like i just want to see yeah. humans and interact with people and like person. 100%. yeah but i kind of like lot like i don't i mean i don't drink anymore uh and obviously no judgment or anything but i sort of lost faith in the liquor industry um they didn't take they didn't take care of our people at all when everything shut down um it was really disappointing i thought the way they handled it um they almost used it as like a marketing opportunity um to like get people to like make drinks at home and post videos and try to win lotteries to like get funding relief or whatever and it's just like you guys make so many billions of dollars like it was just really disappointing, and and in the bay in general, it, it, it was it was pretty tough. But um, so no, I, I uh, said that I would not go back and do liquor sales stuff just because I don't really believe in that industry anymore. I don't think it's kind of a net positive anymore. Um, but of course, like if I have to go back, you know, I'm, I'm you know never too proud to do something like that. Of course, um, it's a beautiful industry. I love it. It's just like not for me and my ideals. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've I've got the. Uh, I don't think you can see it, but the camera angle here. We've got the pin, uh, the pin project oh, right here. Oh yeah. Got your orange highlighted pin. That's amazing, uh, man. That's uh, yeah, man. Yeah, you were one of the first uh, first. I think you were the first person in the world to have the orange. Really? I'm pretty sure. I think so, because I think I got them and sent them like. I think I sent it right. It was right around that time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I was like, am I really going to give this guy that is in Bitcoin my home address to ship <laughs> me these things? And I was like, you know what? I'm pretty sure he's a trustworthy guy. So, oh, you know, you don't have to trust that. in Bitcoin, but like it still is nice to be able to trust people. 
Dude, I really think that's actually an important discussion in in Bitcoin where it's like we sort of like we're fighting some big stuff here. Like we better trust each other to some degree. Yeah, Yeah, we can't like we have to do all this stuff together. Um, And obviously, like I still think people should, you know, general OPSEC should generally be thinking adversarially, of course. But also like like i don't know it's a thing that i feel happens a lot uh, in discourse these days where people just like throw away you know months or years or sometimes even like decades of like you know companionship and friendship because there's like a triggering disagreement in discourse or something and then it's just like oh you're it's it becomes an us and them thing and it's like we have to be able to, uh, you know, realize we're all going to have differences, but like the bigger fight here is like, Dude, <laughs> literally this, all of us have to do it together. <laughs> Mark, yeah. this happened in my, in my, in my personal life. Uh, I've been friends with this, this guy for, for years and, uh, we started a crypto channel together back in 2017 and yeah. you know, it crashed, you know, so we stopped doing it. We lost it, you know? So this is my second attempt at a bitcoin podcast we'll see how Love it. i think this one's gonna gonna follow through but uh yeah so in 2020 i started really following like pierre richard and robert breedlove yeah. and some of the people who helped jameson lop who is now yeah. my you know co-worker uh it's yeah. kind of surreal yeah. but um yeah. i started following these people who made me realize that bitcoin was something special and I had this like falling out with this friend and, you know, there were, it was more complicated than just like Bitcoin, but you know, like it was mounting already. And I was like, look, dude, I'm not going to continue pushing videos out about crypto and altcoins. And I don't feel good about it. Like I don't feel, I don't believe in it anymore. And, you know, we let that kind of like fracture our friendship. Like, and you know, it's like, it, it, I think that there is some kind of, like happy medium that you can find where it's like, look, like you can believe in something vehemently, but not like let it overtake your life, not like become so dogmatic and like, you know, put people to purity tests all the time and become sort of like an asshole, right? Or, or should I say, totally. should I say, uh, well, uh, can I do the beat? Uh, there we go. <laughs> I got to get one of those, man. That's too powerful. It is. Too good of a tool. Wait, wait till I put the Janet Yellen clips on later. So. There you but, go. Uh, but yeah, man, it's like it, Bitcoin is it, it's it's something that takes a lot of work to understand. And I think that depending on how much of understanding you've got will give you different kind of conclusions of where of like what it is and like where, it, you know, when I first like I thought it was like a totally. technology and I'm like, oh, OK, well, then there's a bunch of them. And then you start realizing, you know, hopefully you, you get to the point where you realize it's a it's a money and. Yeah. The point is to get more money, right? That's like the whole goal. Um, and yeah. so, but yeah, it's. <sighs> well, my own relationship with what I think Bitcoin is has changed so much. Mm. You know, it's like you, I got, when I first, I thought it was a medium of exchange more than anything, which is hilarious. Because right, right. in many ways, that's probably the last thing it is right, right now. Right. Um, but what, yeah, like that, I, I only, I heard of it under the context of sort of like, oh, you can use it to like buy it's anonymous cash, you know, and you can use it to buy, you know, but I never considered it at all of something that ha- I didn't even know it had a cap. I didn't know about the supply issuance, like, you know, and, you know, in 2014 or whatever, like I hadn't, I just thought it was like a new Venmo kind of thing. Like I didn't right. think about the implications of the game theory of it all. And then it became really all about supply issuance. And I was like, oh my God, like, 
infinity divided by 21 million crazy and then it's like no wait not really it's like difficulty adjustment and like this sort of like distributing truth in a public channel in an incorruptible way um fascinating and now i've come to only recently like i think it's most important quality is its uh supply rate like its supply issuance like it's not about the total supply. It's about the having, the having, the having, like the ideal money concept. But like, uh, you know, of, you could say that with Ethereum, like they had like a triple having, right? And like, but it compromised other principles though to get to that though. So maybe that's. And, and it's, it's, nuance. but it's, it's a, it, it's a, uh, like a mathematical triple having that can be changed, you know, yeah. as opposed to sort of a, um, you know, a, a, that's a great a great distinction so. because Bitcoin's yeah. monetary policy has been set in stone since day one, whereas Ethereum's has changed many, many times. Hopefully for you know, it stays at this point, right? Like it seems like they wanna uh keep it keep it as it is, but uh Yeah, I I mean in ter- I mean I I really don't think we'll see any the only change I think we might see that would affect Bitcoin's monetary policy, and it's almost sort of in a cheeky way, is I do think possibly we could shrink the block size, maybe. Shrink the block size? Increase. Yeah. That's the only, like a soft fork down. That's the only way. I don't think we'll ever have another hard fork outside of, well, I mean, the necessary, you know, sort of the quote unquote Y2K bug, the bit overflow thing. But other than that, like, I, I just, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I see it. Um, I don't know. We could. We, we could. We could totally see crazy changes. I just like seeing the way the community is developing and really grokking harder and harder about <clears throat> if we even want base layer transparency. If we, you know, right. the more I think about Bitcoin and sort of this like Nashian ideal money orientation, it's like I think eventually most users will be priced out from the base layer, like 99% yep. of users. Yeah, it, that is like the settlement case, institutional layer. Right. And in which case it's like, okay, yeah, I think we want transparency there. Like hmm. we want to be able to see all that. It's kind of interesting. When I've always been like censorship resistance, privacy maxi, free speech, boom. And, you know, but it's funny. It's actually the more I think about where it's going, like in a in hundred years and, you know, post, post issuance, um, what does that really look like? And it's like, if a Satoshi gets to the price point at which we think it like could eventually, you know, when things get really insane and in a, in a, maybe outside of our lifetimes, it's like a, a, an average transaction is going to be, you know, like a week's wage or something. Right. <laughs> you know, right. it's like it's going to really price people out fast. I thought about um, that. Yeah. It's like lightning is the the, the percentage based fee, fee model is really the only long term, you know, user to user like retail type of medium i don't yeah i mean even at one sat per byte right like the lowest you can go if you got like you know if sats like a you know if it's a sat equal dollar or even you know a thousand sats per dollar you start getting into like yeah. several dollars of oh yeah of fees and so yeah dude it's got i mean that's actually was one of the hang-ups that i had before realizing um bitcoin scalable 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 future was that I was like, well, it can't scale. Like either the blocks are too small or the fees aren't there, but you don't want to sort of learn about lightning network and, uh, Jester I think you, you probably met, mm-hmm. met, met him. Oh yeah. 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 He, yeah. BTC plus plus. Yeah. Very smart person. He, he taught me so much about the lightning network in 2020. 
uh, before he started Amboss and all that. And uh, mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my gosh, like I see. It. Okay, yeah, this thing can scale, and like this is exactly how it's gonna play out. Like Coinbase and Binance, and you know, Custodia Bank, and all of these, you know, J.P. Morgan, they're gonna be the ones settling on chain, uh, and they're gonna be paying a buttload of money to do it, but it's still gonna be far better than like Fedwire and all this stuff, right? And then, you know, you'll have like kind of like your middle tier where it's like Lightning Node operators, or maybe those are the same parties. Uh, and then you'll have your like end end users that will use either custodial lightning or or, or hopefully run their own nodes, um, and, and you know only, I think only the early hodlers, man, only only early hodlers are gonna have, you know, keys on chain, you know, base layer. Yeah, that's like a yeah, I mean, privilege. And uh, yeah, t- uh, you're completely right. I mean, mathematically, I think it's like almost an I think it's an impossibility. It's eleventh grade like math, a- like Greg Boss says. Yeah, yeah. To have like over a billion people owning UTXOs, yeah. it's like that's not possible, yeah. actually, with where we are now, you know. Um, and we have what ten percent, nine and nine point something percent left, left to go. go. But this is but this is where it's really about that rate, you know. It's that happening that that gives the whole world access to an ideal monetary rate, mm-hmm. which is a total game changer that cannot be corrupted. It's such a total game changer now that I really understand that rates really rule everything. It's like, oh, we can have ideal money that allows 99.9% of its users to see how the 0.01% you know, mega elite users you know, interact with each other. We get to see that layer, you know, see that transparency for the very powerful. And then all of us get to sort of use, you know, hopefully, you know, these layer two solutions that will give people access to that rate, to that happening schedule, but with a, you know, maybe a Chalmian situation or, you know, a split UTXO situation. Right, no barriers to entry. They don't have to go buy a hardware device. That's like what, you know, Block is working on their multi-signature wallet, obviously competition with Casa, but um, the... I mean, Square and Cash App, like if they've done one thing exceptionally well, it's get the user experience down. Yesterday I had some yep. reason we postponed this t- to today uh, was because I had some guys coming and putting in a new oven yesterday. Oh, and wow. they, were, they were about our age, you know, probably like late 20s, early th- early mid 30s. And we're working like, you know, hardworking guys at Home Depot carrying this heavy ass oven. Right. So. Uh, and I was just, and they were, and they like saw this equipment that I was like prepping, you know, for the podcast. Right, and, right, uh, right, right, right. And they were like, dang, dude, what you do? And I was like, well, I, you know, I, I work for a Bitcoin company, but like this is all for a Bitcoin podcast. And they were like, Bitcoin? And I was like, yeah, you know about it? And anyway, I was telling them, you know, I was telling them, I was like, yeah, 21 million, like everything to buy, you know, like you can't print more of them, unlike dollars. And, and then, uh, you know, after they were done, I was like, you guys got any, any Bitcoin? And they were both like, no. Nah. And uh, I was like, what's your cash app? And they both had cash app. And within one minute, I sent them both $10 worth of Bitcoin, which is like 50,000 sats. And they were like, what's a sat? And then I explained the sat. And and, awesome. and I was like, "Just he's like, when should I look at this? I was like, a few years from now. Don't look at it in yeah, the next yeah, couple yeah, months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. but point B, in the amazing. cash app, dude, like it was so easy to onboard these people. Now they got Bitcoin, right? And like. Yep. It just, I, I like, I wasn't like, yo, download Strike. I wasn't like, yo, like, yo, yo, here, get this Blue Wallet app. It's like, no, it's just like, oh, yeah, what's your cash app? Cool. You can tell it to me, and then I can send you Bitcoin with no fee. So Yeah, there's a lot. I, I really think that the next group of Bitcoiners is coming in are going to be logical normies that are just, like, looking for a new thing. Like, just 
just separation from, you know, money and state, basically. Um, and uh, I think tools um, that help onboard people uh, in a really fast way and get, the, again, get them access to that ideal money is, is, is super important. Um, I do think there's a lot of really cool companies. Like, I'm really excited to see how that grows out because um, it would be really cool to have alternatives like that that have that ease of use but without the KYC and with, you know, like it would be cool to get there. I don't know if that's really a reality yeah, in the States not, with the way man. regulation is looking. It's not. KYC um, is not going away. It's, yeah. it's a shame that that's the case, but it's not going away. It's not, not yeah. until something breaks. Like we have to have like a tipping point. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, dude. So should we shift gears? Talk about Bitcoin mag. Yeah, man. I'd love to. Yeah. We're uh, just, just finished up the orange party issue um orange which party. should certainly be at least announced if not um you know I, I don't know when this will be coming out but it should be uh sh- should be announced um and if it's not it's cool so go for it but uh we're doing a quarter three release um that's going to be themed uh on the uh, the, the poli- the political world and bitcoin you know coming coming to a head here uh, sort of the, you know, Americans get ready for midterm elections and they've been doing them, you know, but the big national one is on the 8th and um, just how these worlds have, you know, collided um, and probably will be intertwined. The uh, orange party? Since. Like the yeah. red, blue kind of? Okay. Exactly. Right, right. So, you know, for a lot of us that, you know, see this dichotomy as like a purple party kind of situation, um, it's kind of perfect, you know, sort of the uh, mathematical opposite uh of this purple color would be orange which is kind of cool so we got this really beautiful um you know orange pantone theme kind of running through this really nice color you know we print everything um you know with pantone in um in canada and uh it looks really awesome i'm really excited the editorial is crazy uh very all over the place in a really cool way like i i I took i took it very seriously doing a political editorial and just like there's so many thoughts and uh, worldviews and thesis, you know, and 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 functions of power and and structures of power. It's high stakes too, um, so, man. Like this is yeah. You know, likely the politicians who are interested in Bitcoin, well, they'll be more inclined to read. I would I would expect this issue. Yeah, I, I uh, I'm pretty hopeful that it will get in a lot of hands of people that sort of should read a lot of the stuff in there. I think will be really helpful. So um, I'm super excited. It's like I know uh already i've had feedback from people you know about certain things that have come out that are like you know whoa this person wrote an op-ed for you guys you know uh, we had the you know bukele wrote an op-ed oh what um yeah which is pretty wild um so that uh you know and, and you know he can be a controversial figure um and then also you know so people are sort of like oh wow look at you know look at them they're they're pivoting towards this or whatever and then we have, you know, like really great pieces on like, uh, you know, anarchism and like how anarchy works in the different stages All of anarchy. In the same and then we have mag- magazine edition, eh? Totally. That's and crazy. then like, you know, very like this, you know, uh, like this degrowth movement and, and sort of this idea is almost in like a, um, you know, maybe a traditional left leaning sense. We have we have some of that. We have some like very right wing, uh, you know, conservative uh, views in there. Um, so you've tried to get it from have, like you know, all libertarian. across the Yeah, yeah, and and, and well, because it's just there. I mean, everything's a spectrum, you know, um, except for our choices. Really, our choices are a split between two left center and right center, basically. 
uh, or just conservatives, really. I, I, don't, I don't really know what it is at, at this point. It's, it's just a, a joke. But, um, but yeah, we, you know, we just thought it was so important. It's like we're starting to see people. Um, I mean, Bitcoin is one of the most important brands in the world. Uh, it might be the most important brand. One of the most recognizable. Certainly. And we're, and we're seeing politicians like understand that and know that it's like all I have to do, like we've had some candidates and we've had some people that really don't, aren't necessarily great candidates by, by a lot of measures and get people in the Bitcoin community that are like single issue voters that are just like, you say Bitcoin, you right. get money from Sing- here. There's right? a Which lot of re- Bitcoin single issue voters. Yes, totally. Which like I get in a lot of ways too. Um, hard for me to, to, to really break it down that you know, black and white. Right. But, um, yeah, so it's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's been a wild ride, um, building the print magazine. It's such a small team. Um, you know, there's, there's four of us that work on it every day. Um, and then obviously, you know, you know, we have, you know, like the Pete Rizzo's and Germano's of the world, the, and the CK's of the world, um, you know, that sort of run, you know, the whole shebang, but really is, it's, it's a really small team. Um, and it's really fun. Uh, you know, it's a lot of work and we all take it really personally. Like we all feel we have a lot of responsibility to like, you know, like Bitcoin's, it's a complicated thing to try to please Bitcoiners because it really truly is apolitical and for anyone. Um, and yet it has such political implications and like everyone has their own opinion on it. So, you know, we take it really seriously. We, 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 you know, we, we really do our best to, um, you know, to upset everybody equally and uh, please everybody go. equally, you know, <laughs> um, and that's really all we can do. Um, and I hope people read it front to back, uh, as always, of course. But I think especially with this one, um, I think there's so much good signal in there. Um, and I think it's really hard to put good signal in political writing. So <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty stoked on that. Uh, and there's some like controversial shit in there, too. Like there's there's a great piece by Jamie Catherwood about, um, you know, is regulation actually like, like, let's look at how regulation in the markets, like, has it actually increased, uh, you know, the, you know, the amount of money the average investor makes, like when we close all these bucket shops up and all this stuff. So, and he, he makes a case that it is positive for investors, which is really interesting, right? We're, we're all about, you know, free market capitalism and anti-regulation and all that. But when you actually break it down historically, like the U.S. investor has done better with slight regulation mm-hmm. than we were doing before, which is still obviously you know the regulators are in bed with the you know or they're it's all the regulators and the companies they're regulating are just like you know washing out the the same employees so like you know it's it's really hard for me to like really condone regulation in a lot of ways but at the same time i think it's a really fascinating thing we should talk about and if we have data that drives this point that should be in the magazine people should talk about it so really excited to see people get upset about stuff really excited to see people really resonate with stuff um, it really is kind of a, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a magazine for everyone, politically homeless, lefties, righties, uh, <laughs> people that don't give a shit about American politics, um, everything across the board. So yeah, I'm really stoked for it to get in people's hands. And when, when is it, uh, the orange party edition, right? When is that coming out? Yeah. So it's our, it's our Q3 release. So, um, you know, imminently it's being printed. Um, and it will uh, get, get to subscribers first. Yeah, exactly. The covers covers printed right now. The, the pages are getting get getting going, and um, yeah, put a bunch together. Um, I think the first place it will be uh, like available in person will be at Bitcoin Amsterdam, um, and then uh, it will be shipped out 
um, you know, at, it will be at the same time, um, but uh, we'll be sending them out to subscribers at the same time. Uh, and then uh, it will be on bookshelves probably, like Barnes & Noble, Indigo, um, a couple other places, um, I believe, like a couple weeks after that. They, they, they end up doing, they do the prints in two they do like batches. subscriptions and then like the distro so man you know the, the um, yeah, physical magazine has like it it's apparent that it's a very different sort of low time preference approach to content relative to the website and this is my my kind of you know interpretation of it like bitcoin magazine the website puts out you know a dozen articles or more a day yeah. and it sounds like, and especially like going off of the, you know, comparing to the the censorship resistance magazine that you go, you all put yeah. out in Q two. It seems like it's a very like very thematic. Uh, it has more of like a cultural aspect, and it's a uh, it, it maybe is not so Bitcoin biased because it seems like Bitcoin magazine the website is like Bitcoin, you know, it's like why is Bitcoin good, right? So. Right. I like I like this sort of more complete story kind of theme to the uh, content. Yeah, I really appreciate that man a lot because um, I agree, uh, and it's not because I think we should differentiate from the online because I disagree with it or anything right. like that. It's just like it's just different. We're a completely different medium. Uh, the BitcoinMagazine.com is such a fast moving. I mean, there's like hundreds of contributors. It's unbelievable the, the stuff that they get. They get so many incredible writers, new people popping up all the time. Um, but it's it's like, and I've even encountered it myself. Like I've written stuff where I'm like, I don't think this will literally work in the print magazine because it has to be up now or it doesn't make any sense. Right. So, right. you know, we're, we're releasing a quarterly magazine that we want people to be able to go back and read a year from now mm. and... Uh, still be able to enjoy it and, and, and get things rather than, you know, maybe like more of a news oriented, like if this, this is a, a piece about a very small piece of time and outside of that, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty useless and not useless. Again, that, that type of reporting is incredibly it's, right. important. It's time. It's, of, just, it's gotta be reported. hundred percent. This is more something so, so like I, a, a collectible where you could revisit it later and, and, yeah. and get the idea of thoughts maybe as a, uh, get concept and ideas instead of like current events if that yes would that be like yeah a, yeah yeah a hundred percent and um we are including you know um uh there's like a new recurring feature we're putting in this magazine that uh is um you know shows off kind of like the headlines of the last quarter okay. um and some of the you know more like spicy editorial quotes and takes and stuff so we are actually starting to integrate some of that in to sort of place it in context because i think that is also important but then the content itself is very like, yeah, broad stroke stuff usually that you could, um, you know, probably apply to, you know, three years ago and three years in the future um, and then pepper it in with stories like the censorship resistance cover story, right? It's like, okay, we need to recap this historical moment sort of mm -hmm. thing to like put Set a the stage. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, and that's a context-sensitive one, but also the way that it was positioned, I think it could have, like, we could put that that out now. It wouldn't have as much of a social effect, obviously, but it would still be, a, like, a po really powerful story. So, yeah, I really appreciate you you kind of picking up on that. And, um, yeah, we, we really do take it, you know, we think about this shit so much. Like, yeah. Who's our audience? It's obvious. What we're doing. 
Yeah, I appreciate that a lot. Um, yeah. I, I, One thing too is like, it's it's got to be so challenging to keep a print magazine relevant and, and and like in today's you know media digital age, right? Like this is uh I don't want to say like a dying art, but it is sort of a lost art in that people don't buy physical magazines very much like they used to 25 years ago. Uh, people consume, you know, without looking at data, I mean, I consume way more reading in a, on a screen than I oh, do yeah. in a physical magazine today. They call it with like the, uh, the, the Kindle, the Kindle effect, you know, and it's, right, so right, right, right. I, have you, have you all talked about that? Like at the print side and it's like, Hey, how do we like get people to want to spend money on this content, right? Because the print magazines aren't free. The the website info right. is. So I think there's got to, I mean, it's apparent with like the art side and the kind of like the creativity and the, the work that's gone into it. It's a much, much more refined piece of content when it's sent out. And obviously being quarterly allows you all to put some time into it. Uh, but I'm just wondering, like, if you all talked about like, hey, like, do we maybe have like, have we thought about putting this like as a digital print, like digital version or like, or, you know, what oh, are the challenges of keeping yeah. print relative? Yeah, yeah, Right. And that's, that is, I think you really nailed it. Um, it's like, how do we, you know, how do we balance wanting as many people as possible to read this content from an education or like, you know, I guess signal standpoint. And then also how do we keep the magazine uh, a, a demanded thing? Like, how do we, how do we balance that? Um, so I actually think digital stuff is, is, um, really fascinating and i don't i don't think digital media has necessarily figured out the best method for um you know for written work and print work kind of you know like i don't think the nft model is right <laughs> i don't think uh it, you know i think the substack patreon model is closer um but i do think that there's some really interesting you know, developments to come with paywalls and, and, and monetized content and, 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 and that. Um, and so I'd love to be a part of that in many ways, but I think for the moment, we're really just focusing on getting the print, um, you know, process really locked down, you know, again, really small team. And this will be our, this will finish up our year, which was like our first four, um, like our, all of our subscriptions will be, you know, renewing. So it is sort of like a spiritual cleanse for us and of, of sorts. It's like, okay, we did our year. Um, how do we, you know, how do we pivot from here? How do we keep getting better? Um, so I, I would imagine, you know, we, we've started releasing articles online, like the, the cover story of the last one was up, um, you know, within days of the announcement of the, of the magazine. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure we will do that in some way, um, with some magazine, uh, articles coming up, but in terms of like the actual PDF, like the whole thing, um, being made available or anything, I don't think we have any plans to do that at the moment. Um, but man, I am always looking for ideas and schemes and, and I, I, you know, I would say, uh, nothing is set in stone in that, in that realm. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I think I, like the company is really growing in a lot of ways. There's, there's a lot of, uh, and the, the, the culture is growing in a ton of ways, really. Right. Like if we're doing Bitcoin's doing well, culturally, we're doing well, culturally. It, it, that's the way we sort of have our whole setup. It's all based on contributors. That's our, really our lifeblood, you know? So um, it's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to breaking out of this bear 
and <laughs> yeah, uh, <me> too, <laughs> seeing everybody what they built in this last year, which I really feel the yeah. magazine in many ways has been, you know, we're, you know, maybe we're not coding. It's a work of art, or, man. I need to get, yeah, I've got, uh, in the shot here, I've got the, a couple of my favorite Bitcoin books, uh, right. Bang. And you've got the pin project, uh, lo- nice. right. Sitting on top of it. Uh, but I need to get that. I need to get some of those because I, I I've seen them and they're oh, they're yeah. like a piece of art, man. Like it's something that I would collect. Similar to like the I'm sure you know Citadel Twenty One. They they do that too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. doesn't Joe like work for does he does both of that? Yeah, so. uh, he, or he certainly was a, or was a big part of it for a long time. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah no, they do incredible. So. Citadel Twenty One is yeah really beautiful, yeah. incredible. But yeah, I, I would say we also look at it as um, you know as much an art magazine yeah. as much uh, education as Dude, much it's a, a cultural uh, what is that called 20 uh 20 citadel 21 says it's a cultural zine right and yeah. uh yeah yeah i yeah. think bitcoin mag i mean without obviously you can't use those exact words maybe but like it is uh, this the physical print the print versions to me seems much more sort of that like hey it's your quarterly update on bitcoin culture and like what's important and what's going on and what's the occupying the mind share of most people today totally would you would you say that's like a fair Uh, yeah and it's like hey man like eventually we're all just going to be wearing t-shirts and shit that just basically says money on it right Right. i was like like, i hope i'm not wearing uh, i hope that one day wearing a bitcoin shirt is as absurd and as yeah like as wearing a dollar shirt it's like dude exactly what kind of tacky right. mofo are you you know right. like you know what right. kind of right. mother are you wearing that to the yeah. club dude come on Bleep that. <laughs> exactly and 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 so i think like you know that was something i talked about kind of you know we sort of discussed like even in my interview talking with the company and whatever it's just like i think that you guys have such a powerful brand you're doing really cool things um I think it's important to like include all of these adjacent communities and stories yes. and you know worlds now and, and really really do that like before we just become money magazine you know and right, we, can, we can sort right. of like build up so um yeah i'm really excited to see how like our visual content we just did live streaming live journalism um of the in oslo of the hot or not uh fake toshi trial and um, like that was really exciting. It was cool to see like on-field reporting, you know, in Bit- in the Bitcoin space. That's like kind of cool. Um, so we have a lot, to, a lot to grow into. Um, but I'm I'm pretty confident in, in a lot of the people there that they got the right ideas for uh, for where it's going. And um, and my team especially. And I don't see say that in a you know authoritarian way or anything because they're not we all work together we don't I'm, I we don't, don't tolerate authoritarians you know yeah 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 no I, and i just don't have that's not how it works we're all we're all work together um but just like that team in particular it's um you know shout out to joe and ab and john um just like really really passionate i, I would say we all do this uh really for the love of the game right <laughs> more so than anything else which is which is cool uh it's really it's exciting to be uh you know, with like-minded people that are like, you know, this is important and not in a self-important way, but like we have a responsibility. We should take it seriously. And um, we all feel really lucky to have the platform. So yeah, it's, it's a great time, man. I really appreciate the, you know, checking in on, on and, and talking about Bitcoin magazine. Cause uh, yeah, it's a huge, huge part of my Bitcoin experience and just a huge part of my life right now. You know, it's like, those are the people I talk to. Dude, I left and, the uh, financial industry to join Bitcoin started working yeah. in Bitcoin industry in April of 21 when it was like 60 K 
and yeah. holy crap talk about like a hum a humbling lesson i'm like riding high off the bear off the bull market and Ooh. i just left the industry wondering like is this a good idea and then like everything just started falling into place and i was like oh my gosh it is it's all falling into place this is where i'm supposed to be and then but like i hey, it would it would be foolish of me not to take that same approach today so totally i have handled uh, quite a roller coaster of last year working in bitcoin and starting you know yeah. right like i felt like a, like the the rug got pulled out of our industry right when oh, i joined and uh totally that has been uh humbling but dude I, I can tell you i like i think the same way with the podcast like it's like this is a art thing for me this is like a creative outlet yeah. like i think i barely cover the hosting fees of the website with like advertising and right 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 you know not to mention the equipment and all and you know and now i can do things like this but i want to be clear nobody needs to thank me for what i'm doing okay i'm honored to be doing what i'm doing that's that's it you know alex jones yes. knows he's got some crazy clips but that's a good one and so <laughs> man okay i i can I, I i can reveal this i think uh we were going to uh, interview him for the censorship resistance issue. Oh, that would have been a great and great guess. and talk to him. I was going to go down there and talk to him, and I was very excited for that. Just to and again, not I mean, obviously, you know, there's a, there's a lot of nuance there in in, in appreciating Alex Jones <laughs> as and then of course we probably you know found that out. And then all the you know kind of all the liability lawsuit stuff all dropped like right after that. So we. we it, just yeah prob probably best to stick away i mean yeah, yeah. he's uh he he's a cultural uh icon i wouldn't say like an icon yeah. in that like someone that you would strive to like live up to and be no no but uh, yeah, well, it's like, but yeah. someone that is he's a bed he, he's just a part of america's culture 100%. and the culture is changing <laughs> yeah yeah and he's well, calling like, out like, on it you know it's like the word based or whatever. Yeah, it's oh, like, he's based. Based doesn't mean good right, necessarily. Right, right. You know? Like, I'm not going to say I know, like, I know what based means, but it's really hard to define. But one of the most important parts of the definition is it's like, you can be really based and not good. You and know? Not, it's right. entirely and not possible. Likeable and not Exactly. Bad. Yeah. Like, but there are like, some based badasses, though. Too. Oh my God! Of like Jameson, Jameson is a base badass. Like I'll, absolutely, I, I, yeah. Hopefully yeah, yeah, he yeah, watches yeah, Valley yeah. Stack and he hear, he heard yeah. me say that. So. I hope I hope so. I hope so. I yeah, can send yeah, it to no, him on Slack. And he's and he's been a. I mean, a, learned so much from his writing. Yeah. Um, who? Yeah, there's uh, a lot of base badasses out there. Who, who's who's some of your favorite like content producers, writers, authors, speakers yeah. in Bitcoin in the space? That's a good, yeah, I mean, I, I was sort of like, I was thinking about this the other day, like, who are the people that I, like, always read? Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, it's so, it, it moves around so much. Um, but I, uh, I mean, I, I think Andreas was sort of my, like, first really big love as a teacher, which yeah. I think a lot of people, Master that's true of. Right? Yeah, like, 2018, like, I went to bed listening to Andreas, like, basically every night, <laughs> you know, like, um, just such a great teacher. Um and then, uh, uh, I, but in terms of books, uh, I really liked um, kind of a bit more than Mastering Bitcoin. I really like Kaye Ro uh, Rosenbaum's um, Grokking Bitcoin. That's kind of my favorite. Although I think Mastering Lightning is really great. Um, I would I would do Grokking Bitcoin and Mastering Lightning. Like that's my like two, two books I think are fantastic. Um, also in terms of like macro guys, like I love Luke Roman. 
Um, I think he's a genius and just he picks up on things so much earlier than other people. Um, I've been a fan of Nick Carter of his writing for a long time. I know everyone is like just finally realizing he invests in other coins. Yeah. He's been very clear about it. Did for you a see long his time. annotated version of the uh, White House? Yeah, that was yeah, that was legit, like, dude. Yeah, people throwing away Nick Carter. It's just so dumb. And it's like I don't, again, you know, I don't know him at all. You know, I've met him a few times, but you know, it's all been just in passing. Um, but like, I mean, none of that stuff was new. It's kind of weird that the the that community kind of did that I, maybe he didn't help himself either but um it was, it was kind of a weird thing i still think his writing is fantastic i, I read p, p. rizzo stuff um i really like arthur hayes's arthur uh, hayes really writes some good long-form content i read it every yeah. time every chance i get and he's and he's very like his bias is very in all of his stuff and he you have to sort of like you know, understand what he's maybe trying to do in the, in the market right, with his right. with his stuff. Like, you know, when he was making like 10k Ethereum calls, it was like, okay, obviously, <laughs> you're trying to pump your bags, okay. But if you really break down and get into what the stuff he's talking about, I think he's he's a really good writer. It's just his sometimes his conclusions are like, hmm. you know, bag pumpy kind of. Um, yeah, and then like I love Shinobi's work. Uh, I think he's a great he's writer. A Bitcoin he's Magazine good, guy, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's he's one of my go-to, you know, if I have questions about a thing or whatever, he's he's one of the first people I ask. Um, I'm in contact with him, all, you know, a lot. He's a great guy. And uh, I love his work. Um, I really like Lola Leeds. She writes really cool technical stuff. Yeah, I love the Block Digest stuff. Love that team. Beauty on. Um, there's so many good writers yeah. in the Bitcoin space. Um, it's insane. I love, uh, like, I think Eric Yakes is the man. He's just such a good guy. Um, he was yeah, a guest on Value this... Stack. Oh, yeah, of course. And he, we've got his um, book right here, Seventh Property. Yeah. I man, think I'm that's my, right that's now, my so favorite yeah. book uh, about Bitcoin. Uh, and it's, it, and it, half of it isn't even about Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's fantastic. It's funny. We were, we were hanging out with someone recently, and uh, he was like, I never read a Bitcoin book before I wrote the seventh property that and i was like that's kind of cool and kind of makes sense and it's it's like it's really not a bitcoin tradition like it's not a traditional bitcoin book at all right which is like why i think i like it so much so yeah i think i agree especially coming from the financial industry like that was his background too i i I see that worldview and that was his sort of the way he's laid it out is how i sort of figured it out in the same same process yeah totally you know i'm um I've met uh, Guy Guy Swan has does I, lo- I just love Bitcoin Audible. I think he does a great job yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah, he's such a good such a good dude too. And uh, really nice guy. Preston Pish puts out some great podcasts. Oh, Peter McCormick, yeah. man, totally. I, I, I'm they oh, what yeah. Bitcoin did has leveled up in the last year. It's not yeah, I totally agree. Ever yeah, since Danny, he made everybody do Jeremy. like physical. I agree totally. It's the I mean the production quality, the, the the people coming on, and and they're literally just one of the nicest groups of people. Like, I I could not have had a better, kinder, easier experience with Emma and Danny and and the extended Bic, what Bitcoin did team. Yeah, s- such good folks. I actually, it's funny though. Like, I really don't. I'm not a big. I'm not a podcast person, <laughs> which I apologize. But I'm just. I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. I really am like an a, a visual learner. Like I really need to read to retain stuff. 
And and I and one of the things I really right, like about you're in the right part of the magazine then, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And 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 it, I I really appreciate some you know like a Peter does it. Um, like there's some old like Shinobi you know talking about you know ex pubs and teaching them about that shit and it's you know from years ago and there's like transcripts of it and so I actually generally read transcripts over like I I think what Guy Swan does is incredibly important. Um, what Stephen what Stephen Show does is incredibly important. Doing you know doing both where it's like taking not you know audio content and turning it into audio right. content and then the reverse and taking podcasts and transcribing them um, just because everybody's so different and processes the information differently. So, um, but yeah, I actually I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. I read a lot. Um, I am probably like the most oversubscribed person to mag print magazines right now, like, <laughs> you know, outside of like a doctor's office, like waiting room or something, um, which has been really fun. I, you know, there's so much insane stuff going on everywhere. So that, 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 that I, I do read a lot of magazines now, which is like, like I've never been a magazine reader in that sense. So you're probably, whether you realize it or not, studying these, the, these magazines. Oh, Oh, purposely. In the purposely. same exact way that purposely. ever since I started doing Value Stack podcasts, I've started watching so many podcasts and started taking notes on like what's the frame rate, what's the lighting, where are the lights, you know, mm. what's the bit rate, like how do, how often do they change camera angles? Like, uh, it, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a study exercise, yeah, in, in a way. And so I would imagine it's got to be at least to some degree. Like you were like, hey, how can I make my magazine that i'm playing a huge role in better let me go look at what's already successful and you know read. i, I would not say not even in some way i would say like in the whole way in the whole way like, yeah yeah it was like i should get magazines to be able to learn about and and totally. uh i might have mentioned this off camera but i had actually had sort of applied for like a different thing and then um they had asked me you know if i was interested in working on the print magazine and uh I immediately went out after the call and went to Barnes and Noble and bought like a bajillion, like I spent like $200 on magazines and I went through and I chopped everything up and I made notes and I mm -hmm. did this thing. Mm -hmm. And so then I had a whole thing of like, Hey, if you know, they asked me what I would do with the magazine or blah, blah, blah. Like, and I just had, I just did like a research project on like magazines and my favorite things and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And, um, I think that was very helpful in my actually like getting the position was just, I was like, all right, well, fuck, you know, that, that, excuse me. This is how you learn the, uh, you know, the medium is you, uh, you go, uh, you know, you put your hands in it basically. So, um, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's been really fun. Um, but I would also say also like as much as there are some amazing stuff out there, like I will take our magazine over. 99% of the magazines that I see printed. Um, and again, we're a quarterly release. You know, it's a different thing than like a weekly magazine. Dude, the quarterly whatever. magazine, that's the, like, that's the, that's the optimal cadence of release. I think it's like you yeah. get, cause I don't want to buy a, a thin magazine that they put like a few weeks in a few days into, and then they like recycle the store. No, right. like some of this quarterly is like, art. this is like something we've spent months on and yeah. is something that hopefully the quality will be apparent in that. Like I would be okay with purchasing it and perhaps collecting it, and yeah. revisiting it later on as it's intended. Totally. Oh yeah. A thousand percent. And like the magazines that I get, uh, you know, that I sort of study or whatnot. Um, I mean, I don't keep 
like it's rare when I'll keep like I got a couple like Scientific Americas and there's a couple like okay you know I'm gonna keep this one Foreign Affairs it's crazy a really cool essay thing but a lot of I mean I get I, I recycle them all you know it's like I don't I don't I don't keep a collection of Bloomberg Weekly like you know no offense I, I you know Bloomberg does great stuff but it's just not you know that's it's not meant to be collected in any way you know right well it's daily I mean it's not even daily it's like yeah. hourly news cycles on their website yeah. You know? I mean, it's, it, but it is really impressive though, like, because I know how freaking hard it is to deliver a print magazine and, 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 and get content in there and edit it down and whatever. And then I see like this weekly magazine and I see stories that are like, it's like this happened two days ago. Right. And they've got, and it's long... like printed and it at my house. And it's just like, how is it? I mean, maybe not two days, but like less than a week. And it's like, it's, I'm reading about, the interest rate that was hiked up or whatever five days ago, uh, you know, whenever this was. And it's like, I remember I, I like took a picture of it and sent it to, you know, our like our channel and was like, can you believe this? You know, we have a hard enough time, you know, getting in, you know, stories from Q1 and Q3. And it's like these guys, you know, so, you know, there, there's a, I mean, it's all about process. And um, yeah, there's obviously some. I mean, there's there's some magazines like Harper's and some entities that have just been doing this for like mm -hmm. decades and decades, and you Got know some down, of them yeah. centuries, you know, uh, or a century. Um, so it's a cool medium. I'm really happy to be a part of it, but uh, yeah, it, it is sort of a a new thing for me. I, I I've done so much art production um, that this fits really naturally into that. Um, but like the actual medium itself, it's like yeah, I never. If you asked me like three years ago what I would be doing. The, the idea of like, you know, helping out at the editorial of a magazine. Of a, I of a Bitcoin magazine, I mean, that might make a little more sense, yeah. the Bitcoin thing. But like, yeah, I mean, it's really cool. I'm, I, it's it's really an honor. And yeah, it's, it's just a lot of fun. A lot of work, though, for sure. I mean, it, deadlines are... I love deadlines because they get things done. But like, man, man, do they make you get things done. <laughs> yeah. Ain't that the truth, man? Ain't yeah. that the truth? You know, the... The uh, the magazine has this kind of cultural force forefront of it, um, but there's so much around it. Like there's the conferences, there's the yeah. there's Twitter, there's the podcast, yeah. there's all the Substacks, and it's like you know this whole like Bitcoin culture is still defining itself. I think and. Oh, yeah. You're seeing like the different sort of uh, I don't know factions emanate and like come about and you know you've got your oh. your uh, your toxic faction you've got your you know I'm accepting of all cryptos faction you've got your hey like we're way more import way way more focused on censorship and privacy you've got other people who are focused on getting businesses involved it's like it really is such a diverse set of actors and then not only that but it's also such like a diverse like approach like there's so many different yeah. angles that you can come into bitcoin from like mine was economics right but yours is like totally. more of the art side and 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 editorial and it, and here i am like trying to you know make that my new angle like uh, working on the podcast right it's like so i appreciate the i mean dude i spent so much time getting all these lights and like the microphone is like I appreciate just the level of detail that because it's like what you don't see that is so, so painstaking to make sure you get it right. 
Uh, and that is the beauty of it is like when you do it and you, you get it right. It, it's like, it looks effortless almost. Right. But a hundred percent. And you know, we, we, on. we, we've never had a perfect game. You know, we, we haven't printed a perfect magazine yet. Um, any and, typos? And, Did you, is there any typos like after you print, you're like, Oh no. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. It's With a magazine that long. It. It's gotta be right. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean this, this upcoming one is like, you know, 50,000 words, you know, I mean, it's like a book. Right. Um, it's the biggest one yet, significantly. Um, not longest uh, page-wise, but um, it's, it's... Other ones uh, have more more dense. pictures? Uh, <laughs> other ones, we've, we've had... A mag- like the, the, it will be exactly the same length as the last magazine. It's just there's a there's just more dense... Um, there's more More, more text. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there tons of work behind it. It, 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 it. And we have not done a perfect mag yet. So um, I, I, I don't know if that's even possible. Um, but, uh, I look forward to, we always chip away at it, you know, and get it, get it tighter and tighter and learn, you know, cause we're building, you know, entirely, it's such a small team. And now we have a pretty big distribution, pretty big readership and, um, people really seem to resonate with it. So hopefully we can just keep, keep getting better. Yeah, man. Okay. So we've been talking about like all of the work that goes into the magazine and the kind of the, the beauty behind the scenes and. Bitcoin reminds me of this in how to the surface, it's like, it's, you know, it's a very straightforward, it's a very straightforward thing. Like, it's just like, it's allows you to send and receive money. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but behind the scenes, it's exceptionally complex, just like, you know, an orchestra or just like a, a, a magazine team or, just like a podcast production team or just like a a basketball team playing. So my question to you is given that, you know, you understand kind of how the sausage is made with media and you, you've, you've done the work to understand Bitcoin. How do you think, and this goes for, for really all things, but, but Bitcoin, of course, maybe in particular, it's like, how do you think that, understanding the inner workings of something or like understanding the behind the scenes like does how does that affect your appreciation or or amazement for it because i could see how there's a certain level of like mysticism it's like oh my god it's amazing i don't understand how it just works it's just ah, it just does it's just magic but then at the same time i could see that there's a certain level of appreciation for like the amount of work and like really knowing the level of detail so I'm curious, like if you how like how your level of understanding of a how something's built, how something's made, how it works, how does that affect your appreciation or sort of um, viewpoint of that thing? Oh, I mean, I am a, kind of an obsessive like learner of of like how people did things, like. That's always been, you know, I, I went to school for music initially, and that's always been kind of my biggest passion my whole life. And like, I love reading musician autobiographies. I love reading biographies. I love reading interviews, listening to interviews, and then like finding their own threads and like, oh, they picked up this idea from this person. And then I get into that person. And then I find that, and I'm on this like trend, right? Like I've been on this art, like kind of composer, producer, like book like path for like three years now where like I continually get a new book and there's someone that 
they recommend a book and that and then another, and it's gone you know so far you know and um so i think i think yes that's a huge part of i think it's very important um you know for me in the way that i think about things and i guess maybe being a contrarian and sort of thinking very adversarially like i need to know that stuff um and and i especially when it's like the creation of something so you know insane as as bitcoin it's like i think learning more about the mysticism of it you know or the mysteries of it and then learning that it's like oh no there's like practical mathematical reasons mm -hmm. and game theory incentives behind all of it and literal people made it and literal people fought for it and literal people had these discussions and they all had different viewpoints and like i the like the more you learn about the fundamentals of something whether it's like how a band record like how the beatles recorded sergeant pepper or whatever and right, then you begin right. to hear things and it's like um you hear little stories and and it's like this thing that you you thought was such like a like an incredible like canonical intentional thing was like oh yeah like you know ringo just said something stupid and then we called the song you know tomorrow never knows or whatever and it's like oh okay you know that's part of the sausage making too is that it's like these are all just humans and we're all humans and humans are fucking like so funny and stupid and brilliant and dumb like all at the same time um and so it's so fun to learn like i, I love the humanity of all this like we lose that so much because it's um we forget that know, we it. forget that bitcoin yeah. was created by humans all of right. the bips have been proposed by humans all of the code review has been reviewed by humans every single part of it right like we assume and this kind of taps on what we we're talking about earlier with the overconfidence that many bitcoiners have it's like we just kind yeah. of take for granted this is always worked this way it's always going to work this yeah. way and it's just like this yeah. computerized thing and we forget right this was created by a person or, or people and that it's maintained by people and that it's individual people like you putting out the magazine myself putting out the podcast like people all over the world from every different angle of from every different you know we're talking about environment we're talking about music we talk about you know economics like there it hits all of it right it hits all 100%. of it and and it hits people all over the world and so it's like it it really is not as as uh it's like i guess that's i would say that's why they call it the rabbit hole right like because it's just yeah it's just so deep and once you get in you're like oh i didn't even realize that this like also affected that's, this and like that's the thing that's the thing. It's such a multidisciplinary thing. It's like you can get into it via being a tinkerer. You can get into it being a, a, an oil and gas guy. You can get into it being a, a, an electrical engineer. You can get into it being a computer scientist. You can get into it being a fucking gun-toting, excuse my language, you know, a gun-toting gold bug, you know, libertarian. You can get into it being a, like, socialist libertarian environmentalist. You can get, you know, it's like... The, the, or an artist or, uh, you know, a, you know, a, a cybersecurity expert or, uh, you know, a, a, a Second Amendment, uh, First Amendment fighter or whatever. It's like there's so many reasons to get into it, so many reasons once you're into it to stay into it. Um, and I really think that's going to be a huge advantage. Like, again, getting back to that logical normie thing moving forwards, it's like there's no wrong way to get into Bitcoin. Like, there isn't. It's like for whatever reason 
Uh, yeah, it's you know, it's you, you thinking it's, it's thinking that BSV is Bitcoin. That's the wrong way to get into Bitcoin. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure, 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 yeah, yeah. It's the only Selling way to make a mistake. Bitcoin for Bcash, yeah, yeah. at the at the, the height. Don't of the call it Bcash. Wait, I got a Roger Ver yeah. clip on here. He's like screams. He's like, do not. I'm gonna rage quit this interview and leave. Oh yeah, with John Carvalho. Yep, it's one of yep. the funniest interviews. Ever. Oh yeah, man. Bcash, 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 Bcash. Yep, that's it, dude. Bcash, Bcash. What a legend. Yeah, oh man, really there's so many like there's so many good people in this space, man. People like Bitcoiners get like a bad rap a lot of times, like culty or toxic totally. or, or, or 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 just crazy privacy, you know, freaks or man. You know what? I've met some of the best, the best yep. people, like quality yeah. of words that like quality of like when they speak, they mean it. Um, yep. Humility and like when they approach you, they're like not trying to put up some front and like make you think there's someone yep. they're not. I mean, look, we all are humans. We all have to integrate into society in whatever way we, 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 we deem best. But I do feel like when I'm around Bitcoiners, it's just like the guards go down, the wall goes down. It's like, yo dude, if you've gotten to this point that like you understand that the money's broken, if we can have that in common, then there's probably so many things that we can just kind of cut to the chase and like, just be real with one another on, uh, I love the I love the dropping of the guard analogy because uh, that's exactly how I feel, man. It was especially with lockdowns and everything in the right. Bay Area just being like so polarized. Like yeah. having a community of people to just be able to be myself around is like I'm so thankful for Bay Area Bitcoiners. I mean, it led me to my job and a lot of other stuff, yeah. but just really as like friendship and community, it's like. Like the people I talk to the most every day are Bitcoin oh, yeah. at this point. And, and there were people that I literally talk to every day. Literally, I don't even know their name. And that's P awesome. And, Q. and it's like, <laughs> and they're my, I, I consider right. these nims my friends right. really. And, and maybe they don't, but I, I think we do. I, I think we're friends. And um, yeah, the community is like, I, I, as much as we're having this like identity crisis on the surface level and everyone's writing their maxi blog posts and whatever, um, like I, I, I really have never had more faith in Bitcoiners and like, you know, I think there's this new generation coming up, maybe not new, but like they're taking up like leadership roles mm -hmm. in the community and like, you know, the, 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 the BTC plus plus people, uh, Nifty and Sakamoto and they're like their crew and the people that are in that crew are like so incredible and giving of knowledge and just like such beautiful people and like. You know, I did like a hackathon there and just like like Justin Moon and like Cody and just like there's so many brilliant teachers and um, and there's a really golden age of Bitcoin education, content, community, uh, conferences, like all this stuff that's coming up. And I'm really I'm not I don't mean this in a like a, just because that's so interconnected to my company's mission. But I just I really mean that, you know, from my heart that I think we're hitting this golden age of all of mm -hmm. these things of community education, um, access, uh, tooling, um, and, and, and uh, hopefully, you know, discourse methods and rhetoric and, and, and coming, you know, being able to, you know, we will never all agree on everything. Um, maybe we can agree upon Bitcoin, like Nakamoto consensus, but really, other than that, uh, you know, we're always going to have differences, even people that are so aligned. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I think the things that Bitcoin are going through is really a, uh, 
you know, like a canary in the coal mine for what the world is really going through. And Bitcoiners kind of, you know, maybe we get the price action first as well. Right, we get the right. drops before the... <laughs> before I hope, the, man. Yeah. I hope. I don't yeah. know if I can stand another 75% drop from from seventy from already being 75. You know, I mean, it's, I can. I guess I, we'll find out. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm prepared for it, but also I don't uh, that would really suck. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I actually... Uh, <laughs> you know, knock on wood, but I'm, I actually think the bottom's in. Uh oh, we're going down. I know. Heard Everyone it here thinks first. I'm insane. Everyone thinks I'm insane. I think seventeen. Wait, who's who was know, it? That will... Somebody said uh, there's two types of bitcoiners. You either think it's going to zero, or you think it's going to twelve k, and then going back to all time highs. <laughs> there's, right. There's no other things right. that we, like we bottomed already, except for you. So. Right. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah. And. uh I mean, I think we could have a, a another sort of 2020, March 2020, yeah, like more puke, everything yeah. spikes down at once and then and then we, we rise up like that's totally fine. But I think mm -hmm. in terms of like this idea that we're going to like hang out here for six months or, or go down, like I just I, I think markets are going to break. <laughs> I think they already right. broke one way or I mean, one the dollars way at one thirteen. You know, it's just insane what's happening. And we talked about it at the beginning. So, I mean, what happens next? Like right now, the U.S., dollar has all the leverage over like the whole world it's crazy dude it's just also over leveraged against itself and so whenever that comes to roost we'll see positive price action in my opinion La last year right if you if you had if you had said zach inflation's gonna rip yeah and the best thing you can do is long dollars and sell all your assets <laughs> i'd have been like dude get, get, what but that's actually what's I like mean, been the best performing trade year to date amazing yeah and that, I, I wrote the bitcoin dollar uh like a week ago or, or pretty much pretty much today actually i think a year ago and it was about i was like the dollar is going to rip and absolutely destroy everything i thought and the D, the dixie was around like 95 or something i thought um bitcoin would do much better than it i thought there would be uh yeah. uh it, i didn't think we would double top at 69 i thought we would break 100 and then we would have all this um, and I thought that would be like more max pain, but actually now I actually think this is ma more max pain because it's like, we never... if we broke hundred K, a lot of people would have sold right. or whatever, but we like just got to this point where like, I don't actually think that many people really cashed out. No, There um, was one day, it was like a week when it was above 60 K dude. Yeah. yeah. I got one selling above 60 K. Um, but All it was right, sort we'll of cut, like a we'll cut that thing, part out. So. Don't worry. We'll cut that part out of the show. Hey, hey, it was paying rent, man. Uh, you know? Okay. I'm a big proponent hey, of... you didn't of, sell. You bought something with Bitcoin. Exactly. There's a difference. I, exactly. You didn't sell for fiat. Well, whatever. You could argue it. Well, no, but, well, but I think it's, an, it's a really interesting distinction, man. And I agree. It's like, I uh, I look at it as buying rent. Right. I don't look at it as selling Bitcoin. Right, right. If you were um, selling if you're Bitcoin speculating to with go your rent cash, money, that's, and then sit in cash from that point forward, that's selling. Right. Right. That's not what you did. Right. No, 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 no. And then I did de-risk a little bit. Uh, like Biden, it, we, we had like just like pumped up to 25K. Everyone was getting euphoric and like, here we go. And I was like, uh-oh. A couple months and ago. And then like, yeah. And then Biden was like, I have COVID or something. And I just like, I, I bought another month's rent or, or, or whatever, mm. just like right then. And then it dropped down, you know. Dude, you got to And then I was like, okay. And I just pushed it back in. Trading group that you're a part of. No, 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 no. I, no it, Check it's out funny Mark's Discord trading group. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I'm like, I'm a good trader because I'm so safe. Mm. And I trade like basically 1%, if not even, of, you know, it's like. I t always take profits at like 20%. Like I, I'm just such a safe, like I take profits into Bitcoin, obviously. Dude. And just like, 
you, chip away, chip away, chip away. You know what? And, you know what I think is the the risk, the biggest risk minimization action I've taken in my life. What's that? Let this motorcycle pass because there's a bunch of motorcycles. <laughs> Not riding a motorcycle. That's definitely one. Right. That's definitely yeah, one. number one. <laughs> quitting, quitting, oh quitting alcohol, dude. Yeah. I think that was number Holy one. Holy shit. Made me dude. make clearer decisions under pressure. Um, saved me money, which was then new oh, capital yeah. that I could invest. Um, yep. Gave me more control over my... I want to say emotions, but like I found myself not like spending as much money on like hedonic things. Like I wouldn't go and like be like, screw it. You know, like I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I would like actually have like a little more, more self-control and discipline, self-discipline. I think that that can help in that way. And, and then I, you know, I just stopped going out like and spending money on like $10 beers and all this crazy crap that like I never needed to do. And man, you know, it, it like I've I had a couple injuries. I got in a bike crash when I was when I was drinking. Like uh, I, you know, made, slipped a couple times. Like, dude, it's incredible. Like, we talk about risk. Like, dude, financial risk is just one thing, right? Like, you you can always make more money, especially in fiat, right? Like, you can never get totally. you can never get like your life back or or like no. you know irreversible mistakes. And that was one thing. Like, or your time. Or your back, time, you know? dude. How much wasted yeah. time. Dude, do we just how sit? much waste of time do we literally not even remember? Right, right. right. <laughs> you know? How many good like, experiences did I do I not remember? Like that's the yeah. sad part. It's like you, you know, and I'm speaking speaking for myself, but like in the past, like when I was younger, speak for me too. Yeah. Like, very similar. Like, yeah, <laughs> I would go and like, all right, tonight Saturday night, like I want to have a great time, and like I yeah. would get messed up. Yeah, as a part of the process of having fun, and then I wouldn't even remember the time whether I had fun or not, and then there's that like anxiety is like did i say something bad like what did I, you know how much money did i spend totally. like dude waking up waking, waking up, up feeling like without crap without remembering <laughs> and not when you went to bed or something you know it's that and that that to me it's just, it's like losing your agency you know it's yeah. like they call it spirits for a reason and it's just like mm, you never know heard that, but it's yeah. like yeah it's like you you're you're not there really and especially you know and there's other things that are uh you know very adjacent to alcohol um that are around it often that for me i was struggling with for sure and I think it's really funny going like, you know, instead of, you know, like I used to, you know, work and we would go, you know, party and go to the bathroom and whatever. And uh, I went from doing that to like, I would have my phone up on my bar, on my well, looking at, had the chart up. And when I'd see like a huge dump, you know, I would like run to the bathroom and smash by uh. with my cash <laughs> from the night before instead of like buying a bag of drugs or whatever. <laughs> Right, um, right. It's just kind of Amazing. funny the way that it changes your 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 perspective. It gives it gave me purpose and hope. Yes, dude. Um, well, which you so need much. to be able to make change. Dude. Um, if you don't believe that you can change anything, why would or you? Or if there's no reason um, to change. Totally. That yeah. was, dude. I quit and, drinking in 2020, yeah. and I had already yeah. had awesome. I had already had Bitcoin, and yeah. you know I had tried to like quit drinking before and like you know relapse several times and. Truthfully, yeah, like same. it wasn't until, wasn't until like I had a reason to hope for something in the yeah. future because that was what gave me like okay, I want to take care of myself because I want to be able yeah. to live through this hyper Bitcoinization moment. And when I'm 80 years yep. old, say I saw it and you didn't, and you can go check Value Stack episode 23 with Mark Goodwin <laughs> and see the proof. Unless YouTube took us off of here because of censorship, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. 
right. We'll see if we we can withstand that the test of time on YouTube. We'll find out. But uh, yeah, no doubt. It's like I, I think I think so, brother. I think I think uh, you know we got some canonical things building here. So uh, yeah, man. Yeah, no, that's that's cool shit. No, I, I, that's really cool, man. I, th- I appreciate you sharing, and uh, I know we've talked about it before, and sort of how we even like connected in this space. Right. That's exactly. I think like, like I saw the pin, was, and that's yeah. I think that's how we first yeah. before you worked at Bitcoin Magazine. I yeah. Oh yeah, a, long before. Yeah, yeah. I, I think maybe like was it maybe I'm trying to think of who introduced us, but somebody told me something about you and being. I think Kit, Kit was I think it Kit? Kit yeah, did. yeah. And who is Bitcoin Magazine? So I she's got an orange. Uh, she's got all, one of the. When you sent yeah. those, I gave I gave her one too. The orange yep. the pin projects, man. Yep. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah, man. And then a big, obviously, a big shout out to Sam uh, of Lightning Store, uh, who is um, you know selling the Bitcoin only. You know, you can only get them you know, via lightning on the lightning store. And then, um, we take, uh, we take all the proceeds, um, at the end of the quarter and we donate it to, so, so far we've donated it to open sats. Um, yeah. And eventually we will probably put together, I mean, who knows? I mean, I would love for that thing to blow up and actually, you know, give, give a good, significant amount of Satoshis to people, uh, you know, that need it or whatever in the space. But, you know, the idea is to sort of do something similar to the, the bartender project and make funds available for, you know, hey, coders need mental health shit. Coders need, uh, you know, access to a community that gives a shit about, you know, them. So um, it's a it's a challenge it's to fun. do once you get trapped in that cycle. It's it's very hard to get out. And I do think like, oh, yeah. It, dr- drinking and like the nightly ritual or weekend ritual of drinking reminds me of the fiat life like and now that i've seen it that oh, yeah. way i can't see it any other way and it's well it's really it, it's like the ultimate like it's like taking a le- like a loan out on your time and your brain capacity of the next day and spending it's money like on, on to do it yeah yeah exactly and uh so you really are sort of like you and, and and i do think that there are moments in life where that does make sense where you're like i know tomorrow's gonna suck because i want to do this intense thing that's gonna take a lot of energy out of me that's worth it like that's i'm not saying it's it's not always a bad idea to like you know oh i can sleep on the bus tomorrow or whatever like sure like there's obviously make those plays yourself but i do think like alcohol has become just such a normalized thing where it's like you know, it's like, oh, it's okay to act a fool. He was just drunk. He didn't eat. He blah, blah, blah. It's like none of that stuff is really excusable um, just because of alcohol. It's like we all know what alcohol does. Like, you know, so, yeah, it's it's. I, 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 I try to never, ever judge people for their choices. Uh, and obviously I chose that over and over and over again repeatedly. So it's like and I know how addiction works. And, you know, I never I, I, I have so much empathy yeah. for, for the addict, uh, you know, all day. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's something in particular about alcohol that, that, that does seem sort of, uh, but it's, but then again, man, Hey, it's so intertwined with, with human culture. That's why it's so insidious because it's so intertwined. Yeah. But a lot of it, I mean, it wasn't always bad, you know, it's like, I think, uh, you know, we, we've sort of like distilled it down. Fiat's ruined everything, dude, even drinking, (laughs) right? Like, yeah. (laughs) And the well, the culture of it, the potency of it, and the yes, dosage of it. Because it's not, it's just, not about like I don't do. When I go see people out in Denver downtown, I don't see like I see people drinking to cover something up. And look, maybe that's me projecting, yeah. but like sure. I'm, I can see it in the way that like people are stumbling down the street. It's like, look, this wasn't their intention, and if it was, then that's like speaking to something 
that maybe is they're dealing with, right? Like, which yeah. I would argue is like a a by a byproduct after effect of the fiat life. It's like, yo, you go and slave yourself more and more hours every single week. You're getting older. Things are getting more expensive, and like people are becoming more callous and disconnected from one another. It's like, shoot, dude. Like, I could see why people want to drink because they don't yeah. want to face the reality of like what what their life may have happened like what what's become the last couple of years you know and 100 i mean but th and that's like where i was and then i was like okay well i've got a i'm at a like crossroads like do is this like screw it this is it forever like this is it this is me this is how i'm gonna be or can i use this and be like no this is like a reason to change because there's Totally. I saw that in so many of my peers. It's like we would just like text Friday afternoon. It's like, yo, let's go to the bar. Like, which bar are we going to? And it was like it became life. And I was like, yeah. that was the yeah. that was the thing to look forward to, man. And totally, it's a trap, yeah. dude. It's a trap. Yeah, yeah totally. And and uh, I mean, especially work like it was a workplace environment hazard almost. You know? <laughs> yeah, you like... worked in it. What yeah. what did you what did you uh, like learn about yourself working at bars? Like, because I'm sure you've oh man. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I got a, you know, a, a, I, I don't know if we'll be able to focus here, but uh, my, I have no tattooed effort. on my, on my pinky. Oh, oh really okay. Coming out, it's kind of there. Uh, learned that you got to say no say sometimes no. Um, to uh, say yes to other things, right? Um, and uh, that was an important thing, like, you know, yeah, really just, uh, yeah, learning you know, the trade-offs and the risk-reward benefits of, uh, you know, doing a bunch of drugs, you know, many nights a week or, or drinking. In, I include drinking in that, right? right? As oh, it, is it is a drug, yeah. Yeah, and, um, yeah, so, I, man, I, I learned so much. Uh, and about a lot of, and about other people. I mean, being a bartender, it's, you know, the thing that I enjoyed about it was the social aspect. Right. And I was someone who took it on very, like, seriously in the sense of, like, I was like, I'm not going to do fake stuff because that will actually burn me out more. So I'm going to be as real as possible with everybody, which worked mm. so well for a bit and then became like really like heavy, um, like, yeah. And just going to work was tough. And just like, then you, you, everyone expects you to be like that all the time. And then you like literally like regulars and people coming in and it's like, you, you hit me on a night where I was able to give you this like, you know, ridiculous service because of this and whatever. And then that becomes the expected thing. And they come into your bar because they know that you party with them and they want to like come to that experience. But it's like, oh, well, I've done that the last three nights. And so it became like, I actually got really burnt out. I worked at, you know, a couple really high volume places in the Bay. And um, I've met probably more people than most humans have and had actual interactions with like more people than most humans, than humans were ever supposed, like I've met more people than a human was ever supposed to meet, <laughs> let's put it that way. But what did they you say? Know? Like you only can remember like 200 people at any given time? Like your brain only has enough space for like 200 people? I, I believe that that's probably true for most people. I would say that like I worked really hard because I was naturally bad at it, at like remembering people's names and orders and all this stuff. Number like, one. I think at my peak there, man, I had like, I was holding, I had so many balls in the air of like things I was holding. And then like, yeah, then the kind of the wool got kind of pulled out yeah. from my eyes. And I was just sort of like, oh, like a lot of these people aren't actually my friends. Mm. We just party together. Right. Oh, okay. I a lot of these that. people actually don't care about me. And if they did care about me, they wouldn't be doing this. They wouldn't be encouraging this. They wouldn't, you know. When I stopped would, hearing yeah. from people after they realized I was sober, 
Yeah. That was like, wait, we were just drinking buddies. We were never friends. Yeah. Because like they don't yeah. know anything about my life other than no. that I liked to drink. And and right. then what and, a sad yeah. like real what a, like a, a hollowing kind of realization that that was for me and really like dude there were so many things in 2020 where I was like is this like reexamining you know oh, all yeah. of life and like how yeah. I was living what I was doing so you know I, as much as like the pandemic like sucked it was like I'm thankful that like that I'm thankful that I handled it the way I did and well like didn't use that as a reason to like drink myself to oblivion or Same. like totally evolve into a spiral and say, well, nothing matters anyway. Look, the whole world's totally. turning shit. I mean, the world is kind of turning shit. If I'm being honest, it kind of seems like it that, is. but like, sure. but I'm instead of like sulking in that, I'm like, well, I'm just one dude, but like maybe one guy can make a tiny little difference. And like, 100%. I can be that small impact that ripples and 100%. help it get help us get out of this instead of yeah. like sulk in it and use it as an excuse to um, you know to just keep perpetuating downward ne negative energy fear like depression pain a lot of that stuff it's such a powerful force uh you know to to channel change you know yeah. if, if you can really handle that and a lot of people can't handle it it a lot of people can't handle the weight of the world especially now it's really insane and i think they deserve a lot of empathy for that yeah. um but yeah man all you can really do is change like you know we we think the world is a really messed up place uh because people you know risk the future for the now and then how often do we do that as individuals mm. how often are we guilty of the same things that we mm. are very upset at these like elites and these leaders were doing to us how often do we do that to each other how much are we upset about bad communication and corruption and and bad intentions and how often do we do that to each other and it's like yeah i mean how can you channel that negative shit into uh you know like fear is a man's best friend in in, in a lot of ways and um you know i think learning through the bar industry, you know, seeing what was real and what wasn't, what was left when the when the storm finished blowing over, mm -hmm. and being like, oh, actually, my my core group is much smaller than I thought. I actually don't believe in this industry. I actually don't believe in the city anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't. I uh, moving out of ca California. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm not actually I'm not in the place that I was. Um, I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, just to not completely reveal my where I live, but um, I, I was in the literal city for for yeah like ten years and uh, recently left just because uh, it's just not my it's not my place anymore. You know, it's like I I mean literally I wasn't welcome for for a while, so that 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 was difficult. But how do I channel that? Do I, you know, just start writing angry, angry, angry pieces at everybody and alienating more people and perpetuating division? Do I do I buy into the like the way I look at like you know the COVID stuff? It's like I think both sides are death cults. It's like you guys are both insane. You both Nailed want the it. other to die. Nailed it's it, just dude. like what's wrong with you? They're so busy um, trying to attack one another. With like ninety percent of the population's in the middle. Just like what the hell is going on? Everyone like the right, the left. Yeah. Every it's so polarizing and it's so pol like it's so rhetorically charged these days. Like on my LinkedIn totally. profile, it says I studied economics and minored in rhetoric. And nice. you'd be surprised how most how, how much those intersect. Uh, 100%. And yeah. uh, the, the the rhetorical side is just and it's become re re 
rhetorical content about money now. It's like inflation is transitory. Oh, inflation's here. Oh, we've got to clamp. We've got to take the hammer on inflation now. And it's like, oh, it's out of control. Like we. It, it, yeah, it's semantics and rhetoric. <laughs> like, and that's what rates are. Right. That's what monetary rates right. are. They're like mathematical rhetoric. You know, it's like. It's really interesting. That's what, yeah, man. you know, Bitcoin's money, money supply is like in that one little formula, you know, that you can yeah. put it yeah, in. Yeah, I have a t-shirt of it. Yeah, it's, it's I think, my, who, my, uh, what, what t-shirt brand is that? Give it a shout. Uh, who made that one? I think that's, uh, was it Alex? Alex Machines? No. Because he's got some clothes that he's got on his Twitter. Yeah, he's got some shirts. It's not him. He's got some shoes and other stuff too. It's not. It wasn't him. Um, honestly, man. Lightning. All right. Well, I'm when you let me, sure. know, I, I, I want to order one. So just let me know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, 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 I'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, like a half of my shirts are Lightning Store shirts for sure. Um, but I actually forget who did this one in particular. But I have some crypt, crypt shirts. Um, maybe I have a Brecky shirt. I, I'm not sure, man. I actually don't know who made the who made the. It might just be like an Etsy like one off yeah, thing. Brecky's been killing know. the Bitcoin proof of work art, man. I'm I'm just. Yeah, he's a great guy. There, there's and nothing really nothing cool. else like that. I mean, well, I guess the 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 fractal encrypt guy has been also yeah. putting out some unbelievable yeah, really art. You know, yeah. music art. I'm, I'm, it's all there's a big old culture that. Yeah, man. I mean, I see a big renaissance coming. Um, it's gonna bring back art. It's gonna be the Renaissance. So I think that the twenty twenties, uh, and this was actually sort of a it's another one of my favorites in the space, Hodel Magoo. Uh, uh, he has this theory that the twenty twenties are gonna be like the eighties, and I actually like totally agree. In what ways? I think we're already kind of seeing that monetary policy, America, sort of like. Uh, versus other countries like a post plaza accord mm. um, sort of scenario after a high inflationary moment in the 70s um, in which case I think this will be a really interesting weird end of decade and then once we sort of get flop over to the 2030s like that's going to be like the, the 90s 30s are going to be crazy dude it's going to be because I hopefully right like there's going to be a whole monetary switch yeah. I mean no matter what it has to happen um, I don't think the dollar is going away by any means but like I do well, think Bitcoin relative is is going to be if you you know, play a huge role. If you've listened to, I know you say you don't do a lot of podcasts, but um, Lex Friedman had Ray Kurz, Kurzweil on, mm, and cool. he said, and he's been saying since I, I want to say it was the '90s or maybe it was even earlier that he predicted in 2029 there'll be AI past the Turing test, and I have seen the GPT three. Mm. And all of these different, you know, um, with the stable musings, there's a bunch of the different AI image models now and open AI. It's, don't forget about that, right? Like we're going to, okay, we come out of the 20s and we kind of cleanse the, the crap and come out on the other side, hopefully with a new, stronger economic framework built on Bitcoin. And then just in time for like, you know, the singularity to occur and we start fusing our brains with computers in some like haptic way where like i mean i'm looking at like a thousand screens right you, I, mean, I mean we're dude, already I, there I mean, my man it's <laughs> like I, is at a certain point like i would prefer that and i think that's like because it's getting you know it's getting like there's two phones here there's three lights here there's yeah. a thing here there's a thing here, there's a light above me there's so it's it's getting i can we see are four fusing. versions of myself right now we're fusing with machine you know <laughs> yeah yeah totally and uh 
Yeah, it's going to be really fascinating. I mean, I think in many ways, probably AI is further along than the public really knows oh, about, I would say. Absolutely. Uh, and I think in a lot of ways, we're probably seeing that in like some of the weird, like hyper polarity of the culture and like how fast things move and whatever. It's like, we don't really know what AI moderation of social networks and things are really, really doing. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But yeah, I, I, I do think a lot of people shit on m machine learning and say that it's never possible and all this stuff. I say it's an inevitable uh, conclusion. Um, and in many ways, like human rhetoric is sort of humanity. And it would be really interesting if we could like preserve human, human logic within, you know, a, a system that could actually live beyond, you know, the biology, I think is really interesting. Because um, we are just mathematical you know, we're computers at, you know, we're, we're, we're salts and electricity in our brains at the end of the day, uh, minerals and electricity. It's no different than a, than a, than a, a microprocessor. Right. So that, uh, the idea that a conscious being can be aware that its own, it can be aware of its own termination inevitable. Yeah. That is a, like, yeah. you know, I listened to the podcast or for, maybe this was the same one, but he talks about like, is that good or bad? And it's like, well, on the one hand, it's like an extremely motivating force because it's like you don't have forever, right? So you better right. get your ass up and do it now. Yeah. Uh, but it's also can be a little paralyzing. And it's also kind of like sad because it's like, dang, you spent all this time consuming and meshing and like uh, assimilating information to create these like beautiful like things. And then like you just it's all gone. But I don't know that our generation will be that. I think um, they're if we live to like 80 or 90 i'm i'm not saying i want to i'm just saying that there may be the technology there to live in a some yeah. kind of way forever 100 i don't yeah. know maybe this that's idea, hell maybe yeah. that is truly hell is like right, living exactly. forever but i i there, and there's some really interesting people i've talked to in this space about that like this idea of because there's a lot of like kind of like transhumanist stuff in the in the in the cyberpunk space, you know, and like you know, Hal is frozen, and and you know maybe you know come back and see if they can revive his keys out of his brain or whatever. It's like like I think that stuff is really interesting. It's very like Pharaoh like you know almost. It's like is that why we preserved bodies? Uh, yeah, really really fascinating shit. So. Yeah, man. Oh, Bitcoin's yeah. a hell of a drug. It's a fun, it's a fun oh, time. Man. And AI is, is going gonna, is gonna to change the world so much. So yeah. it's going to be, gonna be one, interesting to see. The one hard fork we that I think we will have is uh, when quantum computing breaks JAW-256. We'll all, well, yeah, we'll we all have, agree We might it. have to upgrade that. And then I, there is one. We have, there is an inevitable hard fork. The overflow? Uh, integer overflow? Yeah. That's even right. sooner. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. We'll see you at the rate that technology, 2039. So mark your calendars, fellas. But Yeah, uh, it, yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. Well, dude, we ripped for just about almost two hours here, man. This has been, yeah, this has been fun. We covered magazines and digital. We talked about sobriety. Yeah. We talked about oh, man. learning about yourself through your work, censorship, sovereignty, all music oh man we we covered a lot here so i'm gonna have uh, uh my work ahead of me uh you know coming up with uh chap chapter <laughs> titles for all of these there you go yeah 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 but uh well yeah man dude so much fun thanks so much for having me on and um yeah keep the keep growing the podcast it's cool to see you know i think you get so much out of self-investing and and things and 
I'm, I'm a big proponent of buying tools and that leading to me using the tools a lot more, yep, you know, yep, like exactly. if I buy a cool microphone, I make I'm going to use it know, more. Yeah, dude, that's how it was. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I bought like a Yeti X mic like a year and a half ago and that was all right. And it was much yeah. better than like using laptop at all. But, you know, I was yeah. like, look, I have some people coming on the show like yourself and many others who I want my audience to take them seriously. And if I don't cool. take it seriously with like an equipment or like, you know, well it's like, look, you, you, it's what you don't speak uh, necessarily verbally, but you know, it's your, yeah. your effort shows a lot about your character and wh what goes into 100%, it. So. Yeah. We've cool. got a pin project. Where do, where do our listeners find the pin? Uh, you can find the pin at the lightning.store for the, if you want to use lightning, get an orange one. You can find it at a thep.in, the pin with a dot between the P and the I. Uh, my website is Mark Goodwin with a dot between the W and the I. Uh, same style. Um, and then, of course, subscribe to Bitcoin Magazine Print. Um, and follow me on Twitter at, at Mark Goodwin underscore IN. Um, yeah, man. Thanks so much for having me on, man. Such a pleasure. Mark, it's been uh, it's been awesome, man. Well, uh, next time we get you on the show, we'll do it in person. We'll get like the whole. Yeah. I've got an I've it, got brother. another one of these mics so that we can. Uh, oh, love it, man! We can do yeah, it. Yeah, next time I'm out there, we'll do it for sure. Well, Denver's not too far, so. No, uh, I'll be there. <laughs> well, thanks again, Mark, and um, y'all. This has been episode twenty something. I think twenty three of Value Stack. We'll we'll see you in the post. Jordan near. I love it. <laughs> thanks so much, brother. All right, see you, man.